0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 200. 200, how planning and playing out scenarios distract from feeling. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there. Welcome back to the 200th episode of the Changeable Podcast. It's kind of crazy. I was talking with my coaches and training um recently about things we do to share what we how we help people and and it came around to this podcast and someone asked how long it had been since I started the podcast and it, I was like, I think it's been like a couple of years, and then I thought, wait a minute, I'm about to publish the 200th episode, and I haven't missed a week. I may have um, rebroadcast one or two ever, so I guess it's a little. I guess it's a little bit longer than two years. And to be honest, I can I can tell you this. I hope it doesn't show. I hope it doesn't sound this way, but I don't know that it's gotten much easier. So for me recording this podcast I mean I just I'm just sitting here talking about stuff that I know and that I'm excited about but I don't know there's something about it that makes this not the easiest thing for me in some ways I I could coach a client or lead a call or write an article there's a lot of tasks I do in in an average week that just feel a lot easier than this for some reason and and yet it doesn't matter. It, it, I show up and I do it and it gets out and And it may feel less easy and less fun than something else. But in the end of the day, that's just how the experience is rolling. So um, and it's not for lack of ideas or topics. I mean, that is one thing I'm incredibly grateful for is that just talking with people all the time um, about this stuff gives me so many ideas. So I do have... I keep documents on my phone and on my computer. Just lists of topics. Um, Some of them are really half baked. Some have a little more around them. But in 200 episodes, I mean, there have been a handful of times where I'm like, "What am I going to talk about?" But it's really rare, and that's awesome. That makes it so much easier. Um, But still, (laughs) even with a great idea, even with or what I think is a great idea, even with with some sense of, of where this little conversation might go. I don't know. There's some little feeling that shows up when I sit down to do it that just wants me to not do it. It just wants me to run away. And I just see that as like, yeah, that's just kind of what, that's the little hanger on. That's just what comes along when it's time to do the podcast and it's done and it happens and that's that. In this episode, I want to talk about how planning and figuring and running scenarios and rehearsing mental rehearsing and and all of that stuff that we find ourselves doing so frequently i don't know i'm just going to kind of put it out like a like a what if what if all almost all of that i really think almost all of that is a way that we have have discovered not unknowingly even a way we've come to just avoid feeling so just notice sit with this for a minute and, and notice how frequently your your mind is active and you're and you're paying attention to it you're like tapped into it so how often does it feel like you're living in um, a conversation or, again, something that's not here right now in this moment, something other than just the the pure aliveness and being of this moment. We're living in some rendition of, of the pureness and, and aliveness of this moment. And it's a very mental one. And it usually has nothing at all to do with this moment. It's about some other moment that already happened or that is going to happen or whatever it's about. I mean, it's a lot. If you really look, it's a lot. And and I, I know that for those of you who listen to this podcast, it's probably far less than it used to be and far less than the average person because we're onto it. Like that, just living in stories, scenarios, thoughts, judgments, without ever coming up for air, without ever having this sense that, oh, I'm in a story right now. This is not real life. This is the dream. This is not real life. And oh yeah, there's this complete aliveness and wholeness and, and infinite beingness and energy right here, right here. So close, I can't even think about it. It's way too close to think about. So close, I can't even see it or talk about it but it's like shifting your focus from just a little bit shifting your focus from one thing to something else just a tiny like say it's a say it's an inch away say there's a glass on your table and you're looking at this glass and you just shift an inch to the left or an inch to the right that's what it's like to be in this constant story and past and future and planning and and judgment and evaluation of everything to just go an inch to the left or an inch to the right and suddenly there's just this. There's just life. There's just aliveness. There's just, the phrase I've been loving lately is just pure being. There's just the beingness of everything. It's not a story. It doesn't fit on a timeline. There's no progression to it. There's no past or future, no time, no space, no proximity, no me there's just an inch to the left or an inch to the right this pure unbound infinite aliveness and we aren't there very often <laughs> we're we're usually in the linear progressive you know time and space me centered thinking so first just notice that first just notice how often that's the case and it'd be really great to just do that throughout a day to just you know you don't have to check in constantly but to just kind of have that on your radar and to see oh yeah look at there I am again in this conversation completely blind to what to what's beyond that conversation to the aliveness that that is all around here in this moment before the conversation so just notice that one but really what i want to propose about this is that we get so drug back into that conversation we're so identified with thought i mean obviously it's just a habit and it's so familiar there so that's that's kind of goes without saying it's just super habitual and super familiar and And because it's habitual and familiar and a little bit default or a lot default, I guess, there's a certain level of comfort to it. But really, I think if you look, you might see that it feels comfortable because it distracts from something else. It distracts from what's being felt. It, especially when it's the planning and the scenarios and the thinking about things backward or forward, I bet, and this might be super hard to detect, and maybe you can't even detect it, but just, just kind of sit with this and see if it resonates. On some level, there's some little bit of something, some sensation, some little fragment of a thought, whatever the heck a thought is, or some, some very quick grainy image or memory or smell or sound that shows up and something is registered as uncomfortable something somewhere in there you're not making this judgment your mind is there's some there's some contraction there's some pushing some resistance some detection of uncomfortable and i have a feeling that when that happens that's where swoop we're right into this storytelling Well, what's later and what time is it? And am I hungry or, you know, whatever, whatever it is? All of that planning, rehearsing, scenario playing out that's just so monotonous and habitual. I think it happens a lot of the time when there's something detected that doesn't feel safe or comfortable. And I think it's really interesting to see that and really really completely crazy ironic because being in this continual story being this identified with thought to the point where that just is our reality that just is life there's no bigger sense of of truth and what really is there's just this dream just this story this me and my life story about past and future and all of this mental stuff, is literally where the only place discomfort can be. It's the only place, only place that we will ever, ever find suffering or discomfort in any way whatsoever. The minute we fall out of thought for a second, the minute the aperture widens and there's a sense of that aliveness, that bigger awareness that doesn't know who the heck you are and what's happening in your life that's just this. There is no discomfort. There is no suffering. There's sensation maybe. I don't know. There's energy. That, what, I don't know what there is, but there is no suffering. There is no, I have to get away from this. There is no discomfort that shouldn't be there. So it's really, really ironic, completely backwards that we move into thought that that does because it's so habitual and repetitive and familiar and old and it's and it started long, long, long ago. Our identification with it started long, long ago to kind of try to solve a problem and to comfort us because of all that we go straight there when we feel uncomfortable to try to feel better and that's the last place we can ever find feel better really i mean yeah it there may be some level of of comfort in rehearsing once again what the plan is or you know thinking about things or replaying a scenario it's not real comfort i mean not even close it's not peace it's maybe at best, taking the edge off a little bit. It's not peace. It's not ultimately what we're looking for at all. But we run straight in the opposite direction to try to find what we're looking for. When what we're looking for, every single one of us always, is that space beyond this constant conversation. One of my favorite ways still to notice this Um and I know many people talk about this, I love how Michael Singer talks about it, it's just very clear and kind of funny, Um, is to notice how often you hear your mind talking about something that you already know. Like, I just, I notice this all the time. I don't know if it's just me, but constantly a thought will arise, something will be seen or known, and then I'll hear it repeated back in in the voice in my head. I don't know if that's my voice or what it is. Not really my voice, but like that voice that repeats things back will repeat back what's already known. For some reason this happens a lot when I'm exercising and I don't I don't know. I just know maybe I just notice it a lot in the morning, early in the morning, but like they'll be like ouch <laughs> or oh it's cold down here or in my basement or I don't know, something along those lines and then the thought then i'll then i'll hear that repeated back in my head like a second later i don't know i just think it's such a there's so many ways to notice this but i love that one because it's hilarious like yeah that was not necessary that was completely redundant why does this voice have to repeat things that are known but you know i don't know michael singer says there's something really comforting about that i don't know if it feels all that comforting but it seems like it's part of that habit, you know, part of at some point it was comforting. At some point this narrator came in and just tried to reassure us over and over and make a plan and repeat things and then reassure us some more. And I think that's just a process that just kind of continued, you know, for, for everyone. And it's so cool though to see that. And, and, to not need it to be any different. It doesn't need to be any different. But to see that and, and and just notice, oh my gosh, look at all the extra work that mind is doing. Completely, it's not even extra, I mean completely unnecessary, redundant energy spent on repeating and rehashing and planning. And And although we don't need to change it, it changes. It totally starts to change as we see that, because you know when we're when we're really tapped into that and we're giving it so much energy and and it feels anyway, not not that we're doing this voluntarily or consciously, but it feels like there's a real exchange of energy going on sometimes. There's a, a real conversation, and and our entire attention is hooked into it. and there's a back and a forth and give and take and all of that questions asked or then answered you know by the same mind of course but when it's like that wow there's just a lot of energy and that's that's where it gets really uncomfortable that's where it just gets to where you feel yourself overthinking or thinking yourself in circles or you just want to take your head off and set it on the table next to you it is a lot of energy there has to be a ton of energy a ton of attention that's wasted there and to start to see Okay, what if this is just a process that shows up because there's something here, there's some feeling has been detected, something in just this, in, in the complete fullness of this very moment doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel okay, which of course is a thought too. There's nothing wrong ever ever in this moment. There's nothing wrong anywhere, ever. So, so when that little bit of discomfort is detected, what that really is, is it's like, oh, I'm in this just life, this being this, this full awareness. And then a thought shows up and some feelings, some sensation shows up and a label shows up and it's not liked, it's not wanted. So the bigger conversation starts up to distract us away from that. But to start to see that and to see, to just notice it when that happens, I mean, really, it's kind of fun. It's really kind of funny when you start to see it that way. What happens, I think, what feels like it's happened for me is is there's just, it's like it used to be this tidal wave of energy and attention and time and conversation and emotion and everything would get all wrapped up in that and now it just feels like a like a little baby wave just kind of slapping on the shore there just doesn't for the most part doesn't doesn't seem to be a bunch of energy behind it It's it's like it wants to arise. It's like this little baby wave. It wants to be big, but it just doesn't. It just doesn't have the oomph behind it to do anything. So it kind of shows up, then it kind of just falls away. And and what that does for us, I don't I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying right now. This is kinda hard to talk about. But and I don't know if this just makes sense or or if this if this is something that is felt. I'm kind of Feeling this out as I say it, but without all that energy coming up and all that attention being directed into the story and the planning and the, oh, yeah, she did say this. And yeah, it really is cold down here and all of that. When that's not being fueled, there's a lot, a lot of energy and a lot of attention to go elsewhere. And where it starts to go it's just, or where it can start to go, is just to falling back into this awareness, falling back into this just sense of being, this completely full and also completely empty sense of being, this sense of stuff, stuff trying to arise with a big gust of energy, but just sort of falling flat, this sense of, of, watching almost, you know, it it feels to me like, like I'm, I'm a few feet behind everything. Maybe a few million feet behind everything. I don't know, but stuff is just showing up and falling and there's no me in the center of it that has anything to do with anything. There's no effort needed. So it's almost like all that Effort and energy that's being saved by not being so caught up in the replaying and rehashing and the stories and the planning and all of that—it all—it it's like it kind of diffuses and spreads out and widens your aperture, as wide as it can be, you know, like really sort of flattens things in a sense, rather than kind of narrowing in and focusing on something, which usually is some feeling or story. So if if there's something to this, if there's something to the idea that a mind jumps in with its repetitive planning and scenarios and what's going to happen and who am I and how am I doing and me and my life and all of that stuff, when on some level there's some little discomfort detected, like that's what kind of trips it off if there's something to that well the solution not that we need a solution but the way the way that can start to change is what get better at feeling why would some detected discomfort need to need to trigger this big process to comfort us from the discomfort i mean we know we know why, to the extent that there's an answer to that why" question on some level, you know it's it's a it's a brain just trying to keep us safe and it's what it's always done, and you know we can we can kind of see that. But now, in this moment, right now, if we can just have a different relationship in a sense, with this thing that feels like discomfort. Do you see how that can that can go such a long way of making this repetitive monotonous planning thing just completely irrelevant? So here's what I'd suggest. Like when you notice your mind playing things out kind of kind of just see what's okay, I see what's happening. I see where it went. I notice. yep, there it goes again, just repeating itself, presumably for my comfort. Thank you very much, but I don't need it. And just let things kind of fall, like fall away from all that thinking, fall behind it, fall into the space around it, fall into that bigger awareness that is not thought, it's that space between thought. And hang out there for as long as you can. Now, at some point, this whole process is going to start again, so that will feel uncomfortable or something will feel uncomfortable you'll You'll feel an itch on your foot or some thought or some sensation or some feeling will move in that's felt that feels like discomfort that feels uncomfortable, and then no doubt the stories will start up again, and your mind will like grab you and and try to pull your attention back into its conversation so as you see that as you feel that happening there's so much to see around just being in what feels like discomfort because it's not discomfort it's just sensation and a story you know that i mean it's th- there's there's nothing to that so it's like in, instead of instead of getting wrapped up in all of this thinking we get to just kind of shift our focus and you can do that. I mean, you're not doing it, but but by virtue of listening to this conversation, it will occur to you to shift your focus. It'll just happen. Learning is happening right now and new options are are being seen and so they'll happen. So I'm just talking to conditioning in a brain here. Like you don't have to make this happen, but but let's just say it's possible that as you see a mind jumping into this big timeline story about me and my life and what's going to happen that has an odd sense of comfort to it, although not really. Instead of all that, just feel the sensation. Feel that aliveness. Even if your mind is saying this is uncomfortable, especially when your mind is saying this is uncomfortable. What's uncomfortable? Can I feel the uncomfort? Can I feel the discomfort? Can I just be in that and and of course if you've ever done this what you start to see is it's just that's just energy too the discomfort is the story is the resistance of this energy is that process ironically again that kind of we think feels very comfortable and comforting that's that that whole the label and the story and the pushing, and it happens in a split second and you are not doing it. But all of that is a discomfort. So just feel that too. Just welcome that too. And the more we we just are in this feeling and we just bring it on. I can feel this. I could feel this forever if I had to. It's okay. I don't need to get out of this. This feeling right here is okay. As we're in that, and as you do this more and more, I think what you start to see is there's just less, you know, your mind's just not in the wings as jumpy trying to trying to protect you from everything. You don't need protection from anything. You We get more at home in all sensation and it's not discomfort anymore. Again, it's not about, I just had a whole episode about this recently, right? It's not about, feeling discomfort and sitting there in discomfort. It's in just feeling what what arises. And when we do that, all the labels and words start to fall away. The sensation, the energy that feels like emotional pain becomes just energy when there's not a bunch of words around it and labels and concepts attached to it. So this going straight into it has this amazing way of diffusing it. And I think, starts to teach the mind, and you don't have to do this. You don't have to teach your mind anything. But I think the mind just starts to see, yeah, I'm not needed here in the same way. And as you probably know, sometimes that will lead to it kind of fighting to make sure it, it remains relevant, but that's fine. That's just more more of that same protective energy that's not needed. And then and we don't have to give that energy either. And then that starts to fall away. So... Play with us a little bit. See what you see around the way a mind jumps in to repeat things and plan for things, even though we know we aren't making things happen anyway. <laughs> so all of that planning and decision-making thought and all of that, and and that's a whole other conversation I know, but I'm going to suggest that it's all completely unnecessary and redundant. And it's just... It just starts to feel comforting because it's familiar and it has this weird sense of controlling things, even though that's not at all what's actually happening. But it can be so amazing to, to just continue to really, really, really see through that. Really see, wow, this truly, truly is just a tape playing on repeat that has no actual value. No, there's no need for this. Even the comfort it supposedly gives is not really. It's like at best taking the edge off for a second at best, but it's actually keeping you hooked in and being identified with thought, which is where all suffering lives. So ultimately it does you absolutely no favors. And so instead to start to just feel what it's coming up to distract you from, and lean into that and swim in that feeling and see if this doesn't start to really shift where you hang out and by that I mean kind of you know are we identified on with this timeline story all about me and my life or are we resting more in this pure being and this awareness I think I think looking at it in this way can really start to, to tip those scales and it's, it's amazing awesome when that starts to happen After a very long, very virtual two years, the amazing Little School of Big Change live event is back. We'll gather in person from June 3rd to 5th in Chicago for two and a half days of connection, exploration, and a lot of hugs, laughter, and insights around this year's theme, which is life appearing as everything. I would love to gather and immerse in this conversation with you in person in Chicago in June. For full details and to save your seat with the early bird pricing, visit dramyjohnson.com slash LSBCLive2022.